0: Dear Mr. Vernon, We accept the fact that we had to sacrifice a whole Saturday in detention for whatever it was we did wrong. But we think you're crazy to make us write an essay telling you who we think we are. And you
1: see us as you want to see us. In the simplest terms, with the most convenient definitions.
2: But what we found out is that each one of us is a gamer,
3: and a YouTuber, and a podcaster, a collector, and
4: a fanboy. Does that answer your question? Sincerely yours. The Cartridge Club. Good morning, folks. It's a sunny Saturday afternoon here, I guess. No, pre-noon here in uh, the home of the Cartridge Bros. We are uh, getting ready to do uh, something that's a little unusual for us. We're recording this month's podcast at the start of the month. um, Because... I have unrealistic demands of the community, and I expect that uh, our three guests are able to talk fully about a game that they've only had six days to play. Mm-hmm. But, uh, it might not be fair, but that's just how things are. Unfortunately, I'm going to be gone for a while, so there it is. For those of you who don't know what the Crackers Club is, it is a monthly gaming podcast. Every month, we pick a game. Uh, we invite all of our community members, friends, families, loved ones, and Fitnat to play along with us, (laughs) and uh, then at the end of the month, as I said normally, we uh, invite three of those people, friends, family, and Fitnet, uh, to play along, or to to talk along with us on the podcast, (coughs) kind of like a book club, but for gamers. Uh, In all honesty, uh, after, what, six, seven years of the YouTube gaming community and podcasting, I can't believe this hasn't been done before, and if it has, don't tell me, because it's probably not as good as ours. With that being said, I want to get to uh, what today is. It's a big day. This is the start of season three. This is the two-year anniversary of the Cartridge Club. Two years wow. ago today, my brother and I recorded their very first episode with uh, PC Wizard 13. My good friend uh, Nick, who, uh, a.k.a. Nick Stalgic, a.k.a. Eric, a.k.a. Angus Watson, uh, <laughs> and a.k.a. Johnny Depp. Wait, uh, um,
5: before you go on, what did he go for as in that show? Was it, it Herrick?
4: He went as Herrick in that show, yeah. That's so funny. Um, and also, uh, Retro J. Uh, so those were our first three ever guests from the Cartridge Club. And for the two-year anniversary, we said, do we want to bring those three back, the first three? Uh, and we realized we probably, no, uh, we didn't. Instead, uh, because it wasn't a very good show. So what we wanted oh, to do <laughs> <be>, was... wasn't <laughs> bad. I'm just kidding, I love all of them. What we did was we brought back... Uh, Three guys who have sort of become uh, the core focal point of uh, the Cartridge Club. Uh, Two of them who host their own show on this channel. Um, Some would argue the better show on this channel. Those people are also wrong. And uh, also uh, a fifth person who is going to have a very big role starting um, this month, actually, that uh, I haven't yet talked to him about, but I'm sure he'll say yes to. So I'm going to start with one half of the Retro Fandango crew. He's uh, he's the jelly to my peanut butter, he's the <laughs> oil to my water,
0: yeah, and
4: he's the, uh, he's the apple of my eye. He's one of my good friends. Uh, he is Kevin from on Myers. Thanks for being here, Kevin.
0: Oh, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here on the two-year anniversary.
4: Yeah, you were on episode two, so you were almost at the beginning.
0: Yeah, almost there. But yeah. uh, episode two, that's not bad.
4: No, no. A lot of episode twos are better. Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ghostbusters 2? No.
0: no. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
0: Should have really? stopped that empire. <laughs>
4: yeah, just empire. That's it. So uh, any, anybody who's not familiar with you, who uh, this is your first time, why don't you give them a brief rundown of uh, who you are, what you do, and where you can be found.
0: Uh, you can find me on YouTube, uh, Buried on Mars, and you can find me right here on this... Uh, I don't know, what are we? Is this like a channel? Is this like
4: a... Um. This podcast, this uh, stream, the feed, the iTunes, I don't know. RSS?
0: We're the second show right here on the same thing as the Cartridge Club.
4: Don't call, You're not the second show, you're the other show.
0: Okay, the other show. We're the other show. Yeah. So if you're subscribed to the Cartridge Club, then you get the retro Fandango. And you get twice as much content for only subbing once. <laughs> so I don't know if that's a bargain to you or not.
4: Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people think, uh, based on episodes of Retro Fandango, when we're on together, that you and I actually don't get along because of how much we argue. Uh, <laughs> my own brother, in fact, has been listening through a lot of the episodes <laughs> of this, and uh, he called me one night, and he said, are you and Kevin even still friends? <laughs> <laughs> and I just want everybody to know that, yes, uh, as far as I'm concerned, Kevin and I are still very good friends. I enjoy the back and forth that we have. Um, it's all in good fun for me. Yep. I mean, you might hate me, but...
0: <laughs> no, not at all. I do not know. I would never let something stupid like amiibos get into-
4: <laughs> exactly yeah see kevin's a bigger man he realizes he can't have them all he understands that i can so <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, I don't care <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> a- <laughs> oh,
4: boy. excellent well kevin we are very happy to have you here um as always um so looking forward to hearing your thoughts on the game that we played this month mostly because of you
0: yeah, yeah. i, I, I well, i'll get into it
4: yeah it. So- you
0: the intros.
4: Next up, uh, I'm not going to delay. Obviously, you know we have both members of the Retro Fandango here, um, which means we're recording extremely late in the evening for this gentleman. He, uh, he has just recently suffered uh, the terrible effects of a typhoon. My guess is Captain Planet is on his way to help clean up the mess. We give you Rambox.
2: Gentlemen, thank you. Thank you for having me back. Uh,
4: Richard, I've been telling you we're mailing you a package now for months and months. I will have you know that uh, it actually came down to two boxes. Uh, they're both packaged. I took them to the Canada Post, and to send them both, um, it would have been $238. Oh
2: my, my goodness.
4: <laughs> so the woman suggested I put them both in one box, which would drop my price to about 150 to 170 So okay. that's what's going to happen. So uh, they have not left yet, but they are coming, and fuck you, Canada Post. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying? Wow. It's cinder blocks? Yeah. yeah. I'm actually <laughs> mailing easy. him P two. <laughs> that would be awesome. They're not heavy. They're like uh one box was uh I wanna say six pounds and the other one was less. But they're large size.
2: Wow, this is gonna be uh quite the to do when that thing actually shows up. I, yeah. Yeah. I I don't know what to say.
4: Uh when you get it you will probably say oh my god, oh my god, guys you shouldn't have thank you so much. <laughs> Or nah, you will say, won't. "I uh, I have less than a closet size worth of space. I appreciate <laughs> this, but unfortunately, I'm going to have to sell it." <laughs>
2: well, I look forward to the day that it arrives. All <laughs> the, eighteen good. pounds of it.
4: <laughs> so is that my to, intro? That's your intro. Yeah, I mean, what's, all right, cool. You're, you're at the same place as Kevin's at, except for YouTube, which you don't update. So yeah,
2: that's just true. No, you can catch me on Twitter. Oh, the Rambox, T H E. It's uh, the Holy Emperor, Rambox. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah, funny. I got a YouTube, but uh, I don't update at the moment. And uh, Retro Fandango, you you're already subbed, so thank you very much.
4: Yeah, we are also happy to have you here. Um, you are the you would be the second farthest guest to come to the wedding if you can make it. I realize it's a very big expense probably from your location that there's every possibility you won't be able to. But uh if if it happens, I would be thrilled to share a a drink with you on the beach in the beautiful Dominican Republic.
2: Uh it is on my to do list. Uh thankfully you have planned this thing uh what we still got three years, two and a half? Yeah. Two and a half years, yeah. Yeah, so uh it's I'm making it my goal. Perfect. Wait, I'm second furthest? Who's further than me? I was going to ask that,
4: too. Uh, Nestromancer is in Sydney. He, uh, and he, he Googled it to see who was closer, Japan or Sydney, and he is farther by like 1,000 kilometers. Wow. Uh, yeah. Gotcha. Um, so if he doesn't come, then you would be the furthest. And due to the right. fact that he's uh, in the hospital right now, becoming a cyborg, there's every possibility he won't be. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I look forward to be the second furthest to come. <laughs>
4: Perfect. So last and most certainly not least, uh, we have our third guest today. And um, my hope is that uh, after today, he will agree to be the um, sort of caretaker of uh, a brand new Cartridge Club website that is sort of already semi-rolled out uh, for the time period that I'm gone. And uh, if he says no... And nobody will take care of it, and it'll get dusty. Um, <laughs> but he—he uh, he is probably the biggest collector that we know. He's also one of our best friends. Um, and I think you were also on episode two, weren't you, Dean?
3: I was. I was. I was. Actually, yeah. So it
4: is Dean Lasagna from Round Two Gaming, a man whose last name I could—I uh, could never stop getting wrong. So, hmm. Dean, thanks for being here.
3: No, oh, thanks for having me, guys. Congratulations on on two years. And yeah, absolutely, totally be honored to uh, to take over the website.
4: It's uh, excellent, perfect. Um, so I'll touch base with you uh, after this, uh, just to hammer out some details. So tell us where you are, where they can find you, what you're about, and then we'll I'll do sort of a surprise cartridge club website announcement.
3: Cool, sounds good. So yeah, you can find me on YouTube, uh, Round Two Gaming channel. Uh, not too active on there right now, but uh, more videos are coming. You can find me on Twitter at round underscore two underscore gaming, and uh, all the other social networking sites, Instagram. You name it. Round two game.
4: Dean is uh, he's probably. I think you've probably met more uh, more cartridge club members than any other cartridge clubber. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I don't know. I um, you know, I started up a, a map in the forums. I don't know if you guys saw that. Just to get an idea of how how broad the cartridge club has become in the past two years.
2: hello 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 can you guys hear me i can hear you hey i'm back
5: we all dropped out there okay great um Dean was just talking about um the map that he started yeah
3: okay carrying on uh yeah so i started up this map to see how uh how big the cartridge club has got over the past two years kind of where people are from different countries and it's it's going good we got like 33 34 uh people who have uh, plotted their locations on there and it's it's huge but um I'm kind of all alone in, in you know the Canadian Rockies, nobody's really around. Uh, so the people I've met are in Japan, or in California, or Toronto, so it's, uh, yeah, it's been interesting. But uh met four so far, and all awesome guys. Wow.
4: That is very cool. I'll have to make sure I update my uh, location on there. Dean, we're happy to have you. We're happy to have all of our guests. Um, we started the Cartridge Club because we wanted to, to make friends, and, and uh, we have made friends with every member of the Cartridge Club. We are um, extremely blessed to have such uh, a great community to be community to be part of. Uh, every time I hear somebody talk about negativity in gaming communities or this community is completely different, um, I feel like those people are crazy because the Cartridge Club just continues to get bigger, and every new member we add is another fantastic person that I thoroughly enjoy uh, talking to, whether it be through Twitter, Facebook, YouTube comments, or uh, on the show itself. Um, and you three guys really, uh, you are like the core of that. You have become extremely close friends for me, um, and uh, as a grown man, it's really hard. I guess It's supposed to be hard for adult males to make new friends, and uh, you guys made it really easy. So uh, yeah, thanks for being here. I'm happy to talk about this month's show. Before I turn it over to you, P2, mm-hmm. I want to let everybody know um Previously, you've probably heard us say uh, you can find us at www.cartridgebros.ca. That is no longer true. As of yesterday, that site does not exist. There is no more cartridgebros.ca because the Cartridge Club is not just the Cartridge Bros. There is so much more to it than just myself and P2. Um, It's retro Fandango. It's retro nonsense. It's Lukeman. It's uh, Game Time with Kyle. It's the Nintendo Doctor. It's uh, Super Satchel, it's PC Wizard, it's uh, And Then She Games, it's uh, the uh, the Burnout Dominatrix, Mrs. Q-Dog. It's everybody. <laughs> it is encompassing of all. It's Hypecast, it's uh, Gaming Pilgrimage. Everybody is a member of the Cartridge Club, so it's... Having the website be called Cartridge Bros is no longer something that was possible for me to do, because I feel that it's not... Um, reflective of what the community is that we have so as of today, uh, we have a a new website and uh, On this website you can find videos from uh, from some of our favorite uh, club members if you're interested in being a person on there go to the contact us section um, and uh, It'll be any uh, any new additions like that. It'll be a decision based on the five guys here Um, So uh, just a quick vote and then we'll set you up with your own page that you can edit to upload your own videos. There's a section you go to to check out other podcasts. Um, some really great stuff on there. We've got uh, bonus barrel. We've got STC podcast on there. Um, we've got some other shows on like it's, it's a great spot to check out other podcasts as well as a blog section where Dean is writing his own blog on collecting. Uh, supposed to be contributing and uh, we have links to other uh, bloggers that we love that are part of the club. So we're trying to, to take all of this community and give us, a central hub that you can go to and access all of the information um, uh, the site was uh, sort of put together by uh, we looked at getting it done professionally um, and then the cost and stuff like that and it was really uh, We're. I mean obviously we do this as as a hobby as fun it's not a job for any of us um, I think in two years uh, P2 and I have made a total of eight dollars and sixty two cents combined <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's not, a, so it's, it's, it's not a job by any means, there's no, no income generated. So we, we instead of having it done uh, professionally, we built it ourselves uh, amongst ideas from, from everybody on this show right now. Um, and so you can go to uh, the new site, I'm going to say the name here in a second, and uh, you can check out all these other people that are a part of the club, you can uh, go to the forums, comment on there, there's a great section for conventions, there's a great section for Retro Fandango. Uh, any of those other podcasts or any of, the other, any of the YouTube shows that want their own section, um, just talk to one of our forum moderators. We'll get a section set up for you because I, I really want it to be an all-encompassing uh, place for people that are part of this great community where they can go and interact and have fun. And it's not, this is not the end goal. We are. There are levels above this that I would love to see us get to. Uh, and hopefully when I have some more time at home, we can we can make that expansion happen. But the new website, I'm happy to say, is www dot cartridgeclub um, because we are an organization of fantastic gamers we are the original retro gamers which is what I'm pretty sure org stands for <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> yeah so uh, that was my spiel for the new website which has sort of been in development because I accidentally hit publish two months ago.
0: <laughs> well, if you are looking to put your content on our website and uh, if you're trying to figure out maybe why you've been denied uh, like uh, p1 said it's a five-man vote here so you just go back and listen to you know some episodes of retro fandango and find out who the negative person was on those episodes and pretty much Put together who put the kibosh on your content.
4: <laughs> <laughs> so we're, we're definitely looking forward to seeing all your Nintendo-friendly, happy uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah,
0: <laughs> Pretty much if it says Xbox, it's not getting on. Oh,
4: That's not true. I like my Xbox now. Dude,
0: are, you, are you enjoying it?
4: I am, but that's for another show. Oh, okay. Hey, we're here to talk about a game, P2. Load up Wikipedia, oh. tell us about that game.
5: I got it up. <laughs> I planned ahead. Um, this month, we play, are playing... Uh, it's still so early in the month if we're playing burnout three takedown which i guess is the third burnout game maybe it is all right <laughs> lucky Back when they
0: used to uh do uh things in sequential order they didn't wait till the sixth game to to call it three.
5: Oh, i see i see um now i see it says burnout three uh takedown was there a burnout three something else nope okay Uplift. all right Uplift. so this came out in 2004 um was released in North America on September 7th. It was developed by Criterion Games. They've got a pretty big track record. They do. Yeah, Need for Speed, I believe, and that's the only one I know.
0: <laughs> so pretty much those are the only two they've done. Oh, okay, for... good.
5: Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, wait, no,
0: they did a did they do a first-person They did uh, Black, I think, on the... Oh, I remember Black. Mm. Was yes, that any good. Yeah, that's a great uh, first-person shooter. Let me right on.
4: That was the first uh, first-person shooter I played and then I never went back.
5: Oh. What? Oh,
3: I see what, <laughs> I see what you did there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> Horrible.
3: Just my
5: this game is a, It's kind of a, an arcade kind of racing game. It has a lot of different modes, a lot of different uh, interesting things to keep people maybe who aren't interested in just racing uh, interested in other parts of the game. Um, very wide appeal, I believe. Um, also had a pretty neat little soundtrack from what I heard, um, which, we, which we will get into later. Um, I never played the previous two. I don't know if there's any after this. Um, I'm going to turn this over to Kevin. Uh, Kevin, I don't think this was your first time playing Burnout. Tell us a little bit about your history with the series and this game in particular.
0: Okay, well... <clears throat> um... That's actually a really good question because I got a good story about that. (laughs) That's good. Um, Okay, so I think it was 2000. Well, it was when when Burnout 3 was was brand new, so it might have been like 2005ish because I think it came out in December or something. Uh, My buddy Frank comes over to my house with this uh, with his brand new Xbox, and uh, he's going on and on about this game Burnout 3. So I'm like, all right, let's let's play a little bit of it. And uh, we started playing it, and uh, I wasn't digging it that much. It was it was okay. It was kind of fun for two people, but I was like, eh, it's not really my thing. Plus, I was really big into PC gaming at the time, and my favorite racing game up to that point was uh, Need for Speed Hot Pursuit Two. And the awesome thing about this game was that you could was the modding. The modding community was crazy. I mean, any vehicle you could think of, there was a mod for it, and you can and you can race around with it in this game, like the General Lee the A-Team van, uh, kit from Knight Rider. People are making all sorts, Ecto-1, all sorts of crazy stuff in here. And I'm like, you know, what? this racing on the console kind of sucks. Like, there's, there's nothing like that on here. Um, so fast forward about a year later, my uh, computer dies. Uh, I get it back up and running where I can just barely run the internet, but I can't run any games on it anymore. And uh, I spent a lot of money on this computer, and I was just, I'm, I'm like, I'm done with PC gaming. I'm done with spending money on this crap. Uh, I'm gonna get a console. I had a GameCube, but uh, I really liked the uh, the. I did like the Xbox uh, controller, so I uh, so I went out and got an Xbox. and the And the game that came packaged with it was a game called Forza, and this completely changed my view of racing games on a console. The, like the stuff that they were doing with Forza was just purely amazing. Like the the ideas, like the uh, the line on the road that tells you how to go into the corners and uh, the amount of customization with the cars and the amount of cars they had there. I'm like, what? You don't really need mods. Like, these developers are really putting a lot of effort into these games. So, I, I was, after I had finished with Forza, I was looking for more racing games on the original Xbox. And um, Burnout 3, just, it kept coming up on the list constantly. And I'm like, what is it with this game? Why do people like it so much? So, uh, I went, uh, you know, I went to probably Blockbuster or something. And I found it for 10 or 15 bucks. I said, okay, I'll give it another try. So I put the game in, and it's—I'm loving it. And the—the the reason why I didn't like it the first time was my—the my buddy Frank, he gets really uh, focused on one thing in games, and uh, we only played Crash Mode, two-player Crash Mode, and it kind of—it was kind of like stop and start, and I—I I didn't really, you know, I didn't really like it. Uh, I didn't even know there was racing and the Eliminator mode and all that stuff, and that's the stuff that. I mean, I like Crash Mode, don't get me wrong, Crash Mode is awesome, but the racing in it is so awesome and so well done. And uh, I'm like, man, why wouldn't he even show me this stuff? Why (laughs) why was he focused on that one stupid part? But uh, yeah, and and, uh, I fell in love with the the series from there. Uh, I went out and got the first two games, and they're not not as uh, as good as three. And uh, yeah, I've been a fan of the series ever since and a fan of uh, Criterion Games.
5: Wow, right on. Yeah, you know what? I love the racing in these games too. That would yep. have been that would have been a, a disservice just showing the one mode, um, which is kind of the beauty of of this particular game is that it has all these different modes. Um, did you play? Uh, go back and play the first two.
0: Yeah, I did go back and play the first two. Um, some people are a fan of the first game. After after I played the first game for a bit, I didn't understand how Criterion could even still be around, <laughs> or even make another. Ouch. Game. Yeah, it, it. I don't know. I don't know if it hasn't aged well or something, but it's not very good. The second game is okay. There's uh, more of uh, of an idea of what you're going to get in Burnout Three, but it's kind of linear in a way. You can't just pick and choose what you want to do. You're kind of pigeonholed into one uh, thing at a time, which which really sucks. Uh, and three, they just got it right. They got the formula down right. They got uh, the pacing down right. It, it's it's the perfect racing game.
5: Well, now I see why uh, this was high up on your list for, for a club game, because it certainly is wide appealing for anyone, especially for people who don't think they like racing games. This will probably be the one to turn them around. Um, great choice. Great choice. Thank you. Um, how, about, uh, how about you, Mr. Vox? Was this, was this your first time playing Burnout 3?
2: Absolutely. First time. Really? It was a game that I would never have picked up if it weren't for the cartridge club.
5: Oh, wow. I am blown away. I thought for sure that you had this game. Nope, nope. Uh, I hate racing score. games. Oh, <laughs> tell us more. What did you did you like this one? <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, well, I hate racing games. Uh, the trouble I have with them is I really don't care whether or not I come in first. I, I really just like okay. to drive around. Uh, And with most racing games, I usually get turned around at some point, and it starts flashing that indicator like, you're going the wrong way, moron, you're going the wrong way. (laughs) And I don't know, when cars handle realistically, I find it very difficult to actually turn myself around in an effective manner. And in those kind of games, as soon as you make a mistake like that, you're done. You know, I, maybe someone who has a lot of skill with those can, can turn it around, but I find that whenever I make a mistake like that it, I'm done. There's no way I'm going to win the race there's no way I'm going to come in even close like a second or a third right. so I just I don't play them I like F-Zero because you go really fast and you go on like loop-de-loops and stuff mm-hmm. um, I kind of like Mario Kart uh, because you get to throw shells and things at people mm-hmm. um, so I really wasn't too excited when you guys decided that we were going to do a racing game for the cartridge club. Uh, but then I found this one for five bucks and I picked it up and I loved it right from the beginning. Uh, it, it Everything that I want out of a racing game is here. You get to go really, really fast. Uh, they handle the crashing really well. It's so much fun to look at. Uh, and anytime that I get stuck and turn around, which really doesn't happen that often, it's very easy to fix. They make it so... Uh, You can jump right back into the race, like you said. It's a very arcadey game, which is my totally my style. There's no story mode to this. There is the World Tour, where you're supposed to go through all the different events. But I could care less about earning medals or coming in first place or unlocking cars, as long as I get to pick a car and go real fast and smash into things and cross the line. You know, I'm happy. So uh, this will probably remain my one. Racing game. I have no desire to go backwards or forwards in the franchise. I just really enjoy this game.
5: Yeah, me and you are kind of in a similar boat. Um, not a big racing fan. Uh, I do like the arcadey sort of uh, Wave Race, F Zero, that kind of thing. I do like those kind of games. Yeah. Um, but this one also, fa- I found the same thing. When I did get stuck on a wall, it wasn't that hard to get off of. Um, mm-hmm. And there's just so many different modes that you sort of it, it hides the fact that it's you're playing a racing game, which I thought yeah. was brilliant. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely enjoyed it as well, um, which surprised me. Dean, uh, is this your first time playing uh, Burnout 3?
3: It's my first time with Burnout 3. Uh, about 12 years ago, I would have played Burnout 2. I had a, a friend in, in northern Alberta, very much a, a farmer, you know, Nintendo oh. kind of guy. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he he had no idea uh, what video games were, but I would always try to get him into video games, and, and he just... Wanted to milk his cows. He had no desire to play games, and uh, he uh, he came up to me one day and he said, "You know what? I bought an Xbox and a game called Burnout, and he was a uh, he competed in Burnout uh, tournaments, right? Actual Burnout. Um, wow. You know, with squealing the tires. Wow. And, oh, uh, I see. Okay. Yeah, yeah, like Burnout, Burnout. Wow. And so I went over to his house and we, we hooked it up, and he had never really held a controller to my knowledge. And uh, yeah, we sat down and turned it on and I started playing and he really didn't like it at all. So he, he went off and did his own thing, milked his cows and <laughs> I just sat down in his basement and played Burnout 2 all day and uh, that was really my first and only exposure to the, the Burnout series. It wasn't wow. until uh, this month, five days ago that uh, I turned on Burnout 3, Burnout 3.
5: Wow. And how did you feel it held up uh, in comparison to your first experience?
3: You know, I, I had only played it for the day, um, and it was all the crash mode that I had played uh, back on Burnout 2. And so to see the actual races, the takedowns, the, the time attacks, and, and kind of the broader scope of what Burnout is, right. uh, I thought it held up great. You know, it it felt like I could, like riding a bicycle, you know. I, I knew exactly what I had to do in the crash modes, uh, awesome. boost and, and crash, and it was pretty simple and, and fun.
5: Yeah, that takedown mechanic is a pretty neat little mechanic.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah, hang on dean dean i gotta stop you right there you said yeah. you started playing this five days ago
3: uh yeah five or six days ago yeah and September how many
2: first. days ago was it that you posted that you had 100 percented <laughs> all gold medals
3: uh i didn't i i, I have 100 percented of the crash gold medals so only uh, 50 percent yeah so only 50 uh, uh, only, only, only okay <laughs> all right. sorry I, i'm just starting my mistake the races now yeah <laughs> Wow, holy cow. Yeah, I got uh, 11, 11 or 12 hours right now on the game.
2: Jeez. Wow. I think I have three.
5: <laughs> P1, how many hours do we have?
4: Uh, four. Um, <laughs> so, this is my first time with Burnout. Uh, three months ago, the Cartridge Club voted and we played Resident Evil 4. <laughs> yeah, I was disappointed. And then... Uh, last month, <laughs> um, Player 2 chose Super Mario Sunshine, and I An was disappointed. <laughs> and so, we had been talking about doing a racing game for this month, uh, for the two-year anniversary, for a long time. We're trying to narrow down which ones it was. Um, Kevin pushed really hard for Burnout 3, uh, and he was worried that uh, it would receive similar treatment to other games that I had hated. <laughs> um which is generally uh, an unfair uh, an unfair uh, scoring and uh, an inability to look at any good points to a game from me so uh, so we played burnout uh, 3 takedown uh, for racing games one of my first um, true loves on the PS1 was Gran Turismo uh, I played that game nonstop. I had every car. I had everything. Like I could not have possibly done any more in that car in that game. I loved it. When I reconnected with gaming four years ago, I bought my PS3. The first game I bought was Gran Turismo Five, the Prologue, um, because I had remembered how much I loved Gran Turismo. Uh, it, it Gran Turismo is the the pinnacle of racing simulator games. No, it's not. It's the pinnacle so <laughs> of racing simulator games. No, so then <laughs> so I said, all right, I'm going to try Burnout 3 Takedown. Kevin says it's good. Uh, and I put it in. And Burnout 3 Takedown is not a racing simulator game. It's what not. it is is probably the most fun you can have behind the wheel of a car on a TV screen. Hmm. It's, uh, if you like to race, you can race. If you like to crash, you can crash. If you like not having to drive to your zones, you don't have to drive to your zones. <laughs> it, uh, this game does everything right. There was an article that Kevin linked me in the selling of this game for the club that was uh, written by, I think it was IGN, and it was why Burnout 3 Takedown is still the best racing game ever made. Um, and that, it's I could see that. There's something in this game for everyone. Uh, if you're my, – obviously my racing skills, my driving skills uh, in games has diminished over the years. So um, much like uh, Richard, not for the fact when I get turned around because I still know which way is forward. But uh, <laughs> one little mistake and that's it. You're out of the race. You know what I mean? It's no more fun. The computer is so perfect at all times. But with this game, that's uh, – you can rub out a bus and you're still good. Um, somebody on the forums posted that – they were four seconds ahead of second place at one point in the race. They had a major crash, and at the next checkpoint, we're 22 seconds ahead. Which <laughs> means not only is the computer not perfect, but the computer's back there rubbing each other out. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not all just them versus you. Uh, I played this, um, unfortunately, I've only had a little bit of time to play this so far um, this month with my brother. Uh, and we've been trying to do a lot of the crash challenges. Because um, there's, a, there's a, on Twitter right now, there's a beat, hashtag beat my score challenge that's going on. And uh, Mrs. Q Dog is killing it. She is. Um
0: the Burnout Dominatrix.
4: She is, yeah. <laughs> so we were trying to we were trying to beat some of those. We streamed it. It was a lot of fun. But I'm actually I had made plans uh, to take my PlayStation 2 Slim, and the only game I'm bringing for it is Burnout 3 for this the sale that we're going on. Because I know the guys in the ship will love playing this. We will sit there and we will we will just play this nonstop. It's a great game that you can pick up. And you know, do a couple of races if you if you have a few minutes in between. It's uh, it's a lot of fun. It's easy. It's forgiving to new players, and there is so much nuance and so many finer points for people that really want to dive into it and and get more out of it. That uh, that that's there as well. It's uh, it really is a fantastic game. So Kevin, after a terrible choice by my brother last month, I want to thank you <laughs> for picking Burnout Three because it I in my first time with it. Like I said, we only have about four hours playing it. I really enjoyed what I've what I've seen so far
0: well that is so awesome to hear and it's so awesome to hear you know people posting their scores on Twitter and and uh, I haven't heard anybody say a bad thing about the game and let me tell you I was so nervous (laughs) putting this game like suggesting this game because for for one thing I I I mean not only was I I trying to push a game on that on people that haven't played it before but it was a genre that nobody seems to like and uh, I After I heard the Resident Evil 4 podcast, I'm like, what am I doing? Why am I trying to force this game onto people? I really shouldn't be doing that. I should be letting them come to it on their own. So I really backed off. I said, you know what? No, this is a bad idea. You guys just pick whatever game you want. I'll play it. I don't want anything to do with picking games. But uh, then when you guys said that you were going to play... um, Which one was it? Excitebots Racing. And I'm like, oh my god, that is... That is not a good idea at all. I, I went back on the Burnout 3 bandwagon and I said, "No, you got to, you got to do this game because Excitebots is a great game. I absolutely love it, but I know it's not for everybody. Whereas Burnout 3 is pretty much for everybody. So, right. I, I, I'm just completely relieved that everybody's enjoying the game.
5: You definitely picked the game that has such a wide appeal that it's so hard not to like it. Yeah. And you know, P1, he would have tried. He would have tried well, I, not to. I, I'm pos- <laughs>
0: Well, now the other thing I was worried about is that he was only going to play it for four hours and say, well, this is a piece of crap.
1: <laughs> or this say that the game's testament.
0: too easy because he only played the first you know, two races. Of course, the first two, 10% <laughs> of whatever game is going to be easier than the rest of the game. Right. Resident Evil 4. <clears throat> but Oh, boy. Um, but Player 2, just a piece of advice for you. Yeah. If you're going to pick a game for the Cartridge Club, maybe do a little bit of research into the game. You know, maybe play it a little bit and say, yes, this would make a good Cartridge Club game. Because I think um, maybe that's what you might have missed doing with Mario Sunshine. You had this No.
5: No. No, you see, I wanted to have all the Mario games beaten. And this one was one of the ones that I know, not only I have I not completed, most people never gave Mario Sunshine a chance. Um, right. And I just wanted to give- I don't want to pick games that everybody's always going to love. I want everybody to try games that they wouldn't normally try, just like right. Burnout. I would right. have never, never ever try Burnout but now right. i love it and sunshine was just another example of those games which happened to not be everybody's favorite
0: but oh so you you did enjoy sunshine
5: no i didn't hate it but i was happy that i played it though i was happy that i now know what sunshine
0: is so you just misery loves company kind of thing you just wanted to track everyone in your misery no,
5: not necessarily see there are people who love sunshine and this see the Ooh. club is all about not just playing great games it's about playing games that you wouldn't normally try giving a chance to go back and play games you may have missed Right. Some, some people are going to love them. Just like Resident Evil 4, a game that is universally loved, but right. just happened to not be a fan of you know everybody in the club.
4: Or just the three people on that show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Minus Curtis. Right. Well, um, r- like, but there are people r- who like, love Sunshine. Enzy loved Sunshine. Uh, right. Cat Max loved Sunshine.
0: I don't think he really does.
4: No, I, I don't think he does either. I think he just wants <laughs> to say that he does to make us angry. <laughs> 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 Steven always he, he picks that odd duck. He stands up for him. He's the defender <laughs> of the week. I He's
5: think Chipster said, uh, Chipster, I think it's his favorite game.
4: Yeah, Chipsters likes it. Yeah. He yeah, really?
5: loves it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah.
4: So, Burnout 3 Takedown has, uh, has a few different modes. So, uh, a lot of racing games, there's usually just uh, one mode race. You know, you might maybe you'll have a, a world tour, you have different continent tours, different classes uh, of engine. Um, but Burnout 3 has, uh, has some unique modes. So, why don't we talk about those modes?
5: Okay. Sure. Yeah. Um. Uh, Dean, you gold—you got gold medal in every single event for, for Crash Mode. Why don't you talk a bit about Crash Mode? Let the, let the listeners know what it is.
3: Yeah, so this is what I remembered from my first time playing Burnout. So that's what I dove into when I put in Burnout 3. And so what Crash Mode is, is you're given a vehicle at the beginning. And it could be a car, it could be a pickup truck, it could be a fire truck, a garbage truck. Uh, all sorts of vehicles, the full spectrum. And what you do is you have unlimited uh, nitrous. Uh, and you you pick up little power-ups on the way and you have to crash and cause as much damage to uh, citizens to to cars to uh, LRT trains to to everything and based on how hard you hit and how much of a chain reaction uh, you do uh, the, the points kinda rack up and you're given a score at the end of it and dependent on the score you might get a bronze, silver, or gold medal but I found them all pretty achievable I mean everything is Within 20 seconds, you know you're not playing a five-minute crash race. Right. Uh, you're 20 seconds, 30 seconds, and if you start off bad, or if you, um, y- you know, if you fumble off the start, you can just restart it and try again. There's about a four-second loading time in between there, but it's it's all really achievable, and there's a really good sense of progression. You you always feel like you're learning something. Oh, if I hit the tail end of this car, it's going to go into that side of traffic because the traffic patterns are always the same. So it's uh. Yeah, it was really fun. Um, I'm just diving into the other racing modes now, but I think crash mode for me is where it's at.
5: Yeah, I think, and you know what? I, is it unique to just burn out this mode? I've never played a, a mode yeah. like this in any other racing game.
0: No, it, it totally is. Um, we can get into it a little bit later, but EA had Criterion a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Criterion has basically taken over the Need for Speed franchise. There is not a crash mode in, the, in any of the games that they've done for Need for Speed. And I think Criterion is kind of holding that mode close to their heart because they're hoping one day that they'll be able to uh, do another Burnout game. Uh-huh. Uh, so, yeah, you're only going to find that in, in the Burnout games.
5: Okay. Kevin, has there been a, a 4 or a 5?
0: A Burnout? Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's uh, Burnout Revenge, which uh, it's, it's one of those games that came out on the 360 and it came out on a bunch of the previous generation consoles. It was one of those games that was in the middle. Uh, and then there's Burnout uh, Paradise that came out in 2010, I think, uh, on 360 and PS3 and
5: PC. Okay, wow, so there has been a couple more. Yep. Wow, very interesting. But Crash Mode, yeah, um, this is the one that we've been sort of matching high scores with on Twitter. Uh, it's, some of them are pretty ridiculous. Actually, that, that's what got me excited was when Ranvox posted that picture of his high score and, and me and P1 were like, oh, let's go ahead and give that a try. Um, Rambox, what was what were your thoughts on Crash Mode?
2: I am playing it right now. (laughs) It's kind of difficult. Can you guys stop talking for a bit? (laughs) No, um, when I first heard about the game, I looked it up, because, like I said, I don't really play racing games, so I didn't know what to expect from Burnout 3, so I watched a few reviews on it, and they were talking all about this crash mode and I thought alright I'm not into racing but it looks like I'm gonna get all over that so I was excited when I first started playing that mode and it, it really does catch you because you're given the scenario the camera pans around so you can see where everything is beforehand and then you, right. you finally get to line up your shot and then you fire off into the, the traffic and see how much damage you can cause and it's fantastic um, I really love after the crash the camera spins around again, and it starts tallying up all the damage from all the cars and trucks. And yeah. um, you know, it's, it's just an amazingly fun distraction um, from the main thing. I will say that it did get a little old for me after a while. I really expected that to be the the main draw for it, but I did get more captivated by the racing. Um, but crash mode on its own, it is it's a blast to play and i think it's best played when you are doing that sort of competition with others uh, and you mentioned my posting it i first got inspired to do that because it was actually the mighty q dog who i think put up the first one he put up a score and then i sent him something saying um i, I sensed that there might be some potential for competitive tweeting <laughs> in this month's game and he said something like Uh, Bring it on, or you know, something to entice me, and so I had to follow suit, and then it dominoed from there. And uh, I was actually glad to see uh, when you guys were doing your stream a little while ago that you were taking on the challenge of going into different people's scores and seeing what you could beat, and you did pretty well there.
5: Definitely, and that was when we thought we were uh, going to have a reasonable competition until Mrs. Q Dog got in, (laughs) 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 and then we might as well just turn off the system. was uh, pretty incredible but yeah, you're right it's, uh, it's a great mode
2: it, it's fantastic
5: yeah I agree certainly unique uh, it is a nice like you said it, it can get a little repetitive but if you're just playing that the whole time that's not really the purpose I find from this game right. is you're sort of supposed to swap in between these three and, and being able to do that will keep you from bored, getting bored from any of them which yep. fantastic, fantastic and that's
0: that's what happened to me the first time I played it is that we only played crash mode and I, I burnt out on it pun intended but the cool cool thing about crash mode is that it's not really a racing game mode it's more of a puzzle game mode you know yeah you got to figure out it's it's like puzzle like like a a pool or something like that you got to figure out where you're going to bounce your car and what what ramp you're going to take and how you're going to reach that four times uh multiplier that's almost going to guarantee you a gold medal and and i think that's why it appeals to people who are normally not into racing games
5: That's a great point. I never thought of it like that. Because it it goes completely against what you would normally think of racing, trying to avoid cars, trying to avoid crashing. This is the exact opposite of that. And you're right. That would appeal more to people who maybe aren't racing fans. That's a good way of looking at it, like a puzzle. Um, P1, you played uh, with me. What did you think uh, of Crash Mode?
4: Puzzle puzzle is the perfect uh, description of that. Because it is a puzzle. Um, You need to figure out, okay, here's my speed boost. Here's my bronze coin, my silver coin, my gold coin. This truck comes at this time. This car comes at this time. What car do I have to hit on this side that'll let me careen into this side of traffic so I can block both sides of the road, and at the same time be close enough to blow up the tanker when I when it comes near. Right. Um, yeah, it's definitely a puzzle mode, and it is a it's a motherfuck ton of fun. Right.
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> it's it's great, and especially because if you're doing some of the racing modes you know what i mean and i imagine in the later game it'll get you're going to get to the point where you're like okay i'm a little frustrated you know what i mean i just lost that race i should have won that race i need to blow off some steam i'm going to go drive head on into this fucking four by four like <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's a great way to it's a great way to just go and have fun if you want to um, and it's also it it's a that's i can't describe it any better than the puzzle it's and that's why i think maybe that's why so many people so many different people are enjoying this because it's not just, you're not just racing all the time. You're also, you know, thinking about uh, other things, and, and you can just sort of have fun and go with it. You know what I mean? And if you're uh, Mrs. Q-Dog, you're also figuring out how to hack your PS2. <laughs> yeah, yeah, her scores were amazing. I'm pretty sure it's all Photoshop. I think she's cheating.
5: <laughs> we spent the majority of the day trying to beat that one score that, from that one level, and we just couldn't do it. Mind-blowing. Okay, uh, Kevin. What about uh, the eliminator mode, which is, oh. uh, I thought it was a pretty neat little uh, idea?
0: Yeah, no, that's that has transcended into other games. You can definitely find that in other games now. But uh, yeah, that's it's the pinnacle of it is in definitely in uh, the Burnout series. Uh, frustrating at times, mm-hmm. especially when you uh, get taken out right at the uh, uh, you know so close <laughs> to the uh, finish line. Yeah. Um, you know they kind of. I, I can't remember if they. If it's in other in the following games, because other games are kind of making it fuzzy. But in in that mode, I mean, I guess I should explain that you uh, you're racing the other cars, and you basically just have to finish first. And uh, the person who's in last place after the first lap uh, gets uh, blown out. So you got to finish in you know less than or more than last place in, in every round, or you're going to be taken out of the game. And uh, you know there was a couple there that to get into first place was a real pain because you'd, you'd, get, like, you'd get taken out uh, just right at the, at the uh, lap mark and uh, you know, you'd go from second place right to last place and you can't catch up. Yeah. And, uh, the, the other games kind of um, improve on letting you know where you are on, in the track, like you never really, that's, I, I, it's kind of part of the excitement though too, is that you never really know how far you are to the finish line unless you got the, the track memorized. And uh, there'd be some times where I'd be in last place and I'm like, oh, my, I hope like there's a ton of track left or, or <laughs> slap left. And then other times you're in first place, like with this lap, just finish already. It's true. It's true. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of nerve wracking, but it is a lot of fun.
5: It definitely is. it adds a certain edge to the game where it can flip on a, on a, on a dime and you just yeah. have no idea how yeah. you're doing. You think you're doing great and then all it takes <laughs> is one takedown. Nice <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. Um, and I suppose we should uh, describe takedowns as well, um, which is when essentially when you the point of this game is to sort of drive dangerously. Uh, the more dangerously you drive, the more speed boost you get um, and knocking cars off the road and exploding them. It gives you the largest boost, which is right. it's not impressive.
0: traffic. It's it's just your competitors that you can crash into. Right. Knock out. If you hit someone in traffic, you're toast. You're going
5: to crash. Yeah, you're done. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so increasing that boost is 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 is, is pretty important. Um, and when they're trying to take you out, one cr- they crash into you once, you're suddenly in last place. And if you're playing Eliminator, you're now out of the race. Um, Dean, what did you think about Eliminator? Did you get much chance to play it?
3: Uh, I did. I played a couple races. I had a, a pretty bad experience with Eliminator mode in a game I played last year called One Eight Seven Rider Die. Uh, a, that's the, the only time I'll mention that on a podcast. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I went into this one. I felt it was done much better. Uh, understandably, it's gone into a lot of different racing games since then. But uh, it's fun. It doesn't feel like as much of a you know rubber banding as, as some of the other uh, racing games do. So I, I do feel like when I'm in first place, if I get out of first place, it's my own fault. Um, so I don't know. I, n- it never feels unfair to me uh, with Eliminator mode. You know, I always feel like uh, if I mess up, it's it's because I, I don't know how to control.
5: Right? That's a great way to put it. In, in most other games, you crash at all and you're done. At least in this game, and especially in this mode, if you crash, you have a chance of crashing another car and getting ahead of him um, and getting back in the race, which is pretty cool,
3: I think. Yeah, and I, I really like how they do that kind of Tony Hawk style crash where, you know, as you're crashing, you're getting little points for, you know, aerial flip, rim job, no, Not rim job. You're like I kiss the wall, uh, spin city, bigot. To <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah, I like that. How you can do kind of like trick, uh, trick flips and stuff as you're crashing, and yeah. uh, you can also get those. You know, after what are they called? After touch takedowns. After touch, yep. Yeah, right. So as you're crashing, you can control it. You can go into impact mode, which is kind of a slow motion crash mode, and you can uh, kind of defy physics and fly into uh, fly into other racers.
5: That's such a cool um, mechanic that they put in. Um, I wonder how much time it took to program that. That must have taken forever. Uh, what a what a great addition, though. Um, how about you, Randbox? What did you think of uh, the Eliminator mode?
2: That was probably the best mode to get me motivated to try to come in first place. I can't say that I actually did in any of the races, because I still haven't managed to uh, complete any race without crashing at least once. Right. Um, but it, Just the simple fact that your car might explode, it's all I need to motivate me to go a little bit faster and try a (laughs) little bit harder, uh, which is very difficult, because often I find myself very vengeful, and if a car comes up and rear-ends me, I know I should devote my time to taking the next corner a little bit sharper so that I can get ahead, but instead I'm just like, no, I want the takedown, I'm going to take this guy out, uh, and I end up sacrificing the race. But. Uh, yeah, I really enjoyed Eliminator. At first, I don't think I understood what was going on. Suddenly, my car just exploded. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, let me uh, look into this. But uh, yeah, another really fun mode. It, it, it could just be a normal race, but the mm-hmm. fact that you might explode, yeah, that's all I need.
5: It's true. Uh, and you're right, that, that compulsion to get revenge is it is tempting. Knowing that oh, you yeah. can get that takedown, uh, it is hard to turn down.
2: Yeah, we'll talk about that when we get to my favorite
5: mode. Okay, perfect. Uh, P1, did did you play Eliminator while you were here?
4: Yeah, I think we played one or two uh, rounds. It was uh, a lot of fun. That is, like Kevin said, that is a mode that's in other games. I know Gran Turismo has uh, an Eliminator Eliminator stages. Mm. Um, And it is, it's probably one of my favorites, because that's, in other racing modes, it's, it's easy to get complacent. You're like, okay, yeah, well, you know, I'm in third, I'm in third, or whatever. But it's like, um. In this one, it's like, oh my god, I don't know when the next checkpoint is. If I'm not ahead, if there's not somebody behind me, I'm fucked. Like you're right. you're constantly pushing to be number one. That's hmm. and and in order to get that to get there, you're you're driving more dangerously to get that speed boost. So you got to sort of balance. You know, do I risk having an accident with? You know, I need to be able to go faster. It's probably my. I think it's my. It might be my favorite mode.
5: Yeah, it is. It certainly gets the blood pumping. Yeah. I mean the regular racing mode does too, but yeah, yeah. I I think it might be my favorite too. Now that I think about it. Okay, uh, the last mode. What's what what do they call this last mode? Just.
0: I don't know. I got about five different modes. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, there's more More more, more modes. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, I got. uh, Grand Grand Prix is like uh, just a series of of races. Then you got your straight up race. but you can still take out other vehicles, which is a lot of fun. Right. Uh, face off, which is where you just race against uh, one other vehicle, and mm-hmm. if you if you get gold, if you come in first place, you get uh, you get that person's uh, vehicle, which has definitely been copied yet again in other games too. Uh, and then I would say my my personal favorite, and I think it's probably Richards too, is Road Rage. Oh yeah, yeah. Road Rage is just straight up taking out other vehicles. <laughs> you have uh, a goal of maybe 10 maybe 20 cars that you got to take out and um uh, dean mentioned the rubber banding in the game the cool thing about this game and not a lot of games do this is that r- rubber banding is basically you know you're in last place well the the rest of the the ai slows down a little bit so you can catch up mm-hmm. uh and you know and it does that so the you know you don't feel as if like if oh I crashed too many times I got to restart the race and, and you get bored with the game. It's to keep it competitive. So, you know, it's kind of l- a little bit like that Resident Evil Four thing where it, the game kind of adjusts for you and adjusts for your ability. Uh, in this game, the the AI rubber banding uh, switches between between modes. Uh, so, for instance, in in Eliminator, there's basically not much rubber banding at all. It is like you got to rely on your pure pure skill to stay out of last place uh in road rage it's nothing but rubber banding because it's constantly keeping you within a group of cars so you can can take them out and i thought that was that was brilliant you know that was that was just an amazing thing to do and uh there's not a lot of games that have different ia um i ai for for uh competing, uh, uh cars like that so yeah basically you just got to take them out and uh you, if you take out you know, you know, you got your gold, uh, silver, and um, and bronze, and uh, yeah, it's a bl- it's just a blast. <laughs> it's so much fun chaining them together. If you you get extra points if you if, you know if you chain four or five together in a row, uh, and you can keep going until your car explodes. There's no time limit, so there's a certain amount of damage that your car can take. Uh, you'll get a warning that if you get one more take a, a takedown or if you crash one more time, you're done. But you can basically keep going on and on for forever. And there are um, what, um, message boards out there where people are posting their their high scores. And some oh, people wow. are up to like three digits, like 200 oh, wow. cars, 250 cars. It seems to be like 200 is like the, the plateau. Uh, I think the most I've ever done is maybe 25. <laughs> so wow. yeah, you got to put in a lot of time to and have a lot of skill to get up to 200.
5: That's awesome! I can't believe I don't think P1. Did we play this mode? It's, I don't think we played this.
4: No, it doesn't sound. I don't think we did. That sounds awesome! <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. It's amazing. Yeah. Oh wow! As yeah,
2: like sound- Kevin was saying, you your car can only take so much damage. So as you're racing, uh, your car just looks so beat up. The doors are flapping. The shields <laughs> are all smashed in. Uh, so it makes it uh, a little comical as you're going through but you always have that next group of cars right up there and they're always grouped together. So often it's one of the easiest ways to get like a triple takedown and it's so satisfying.
5: I yep. imagine triple yep. takedown. Holy cow. Ah, oh, that sounds great. Imagine getting 200.
0: I <laughs> couldn't imagine doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I've Holy seen gosh. screenshots and I, I, unless they're photoshopped, that's it's amazing.
5: amazing that's amazing. Um, so mm-hmm. Rambox, this is your favorite mode, is it?
2: Yeah, easily. Uh, It it combines the racing because really, I think originally my favorite road, uh, my favorite, um, um, uh, what's the word? It just Mm -hmm. fell out of my head. Mode, thank you, um, was just the straight up racing. I really uh, enjoyed just uh, the way the cars handle. And uh, the tracks are amazing. I'm sure we'll talk about those uh, a little bit later. Uh, But some of them, you you just have such a a wide berth. The lanes sometimes are narrow, sometimes you got really wide lanes. So the racing was just fantastic for me. And then you would get those takedowns as you're going along. And then when this, uh, because I've only been playing the world tour, so I would just play whatever opened up to me. And then when the Road Rage came in and I I found out, like, I just get to smash into cars over and over and over again. And I keep getting that satisfying slow motion image of the car flying up over the trees and into (laughs) the sky. uh, It's, that's what I wanted to do. So if there's one mode that I could just play over and over again, it would be Road Rage.
5: That is awesome. It sounds amazing. I think there was a mode like that in um, F-Zero on the 64, I believe. Um, But this sounds... Way better. <laughs> this would be much more enjoyable, I believe. Um, uh, Dean, how about you? Did uh, Did you like Road Rage?
3: I loved it, yeah, exactly what these guys said. It's just so fun to, to be able to just take out guys one after the other. And I, P1 mentioned Gran Turismo earlier, and I was, uh, I was really big into Gran Turismo 3 uh, back on the PS2, and you would spend days on the same track trying to perfect it, you know, getting your caster, your camber right, fixing your suspension, and all of these settings on your car just to make it perfect so you can do that one turn. And with, uh, with burnout, it just makes it so easy. You just have really two statistics. You have weight or you have speed. Yeah. And with things like, um, like, like, uh, Kevin was saying with the rubber banding, you don't need speed in this mode. So you get the heaviest car you can. Right. And, uh, and that'll help you take out these guys. Whereas the time attack modes or, um, some other modes where you don't need to, to be taking out guys one after the other use speed. So, makes it really easy, really accessible, uh, really arcadey. I like it.
5: Yeah, what, a, what an awesome mode. P1, we got to get together and play this, I think.
4: I will most likely have this game 100%ed by the time I get back in November.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It <sounds laughs> it's well- me,
4: and there's 31 guys in my department. So.
2: <laughs> yeah, that sounds but cool, right?
0: If you are going to try it 100%ed, percent, it is one mode, though, that's really frustrating. It's really tough. It's called uh, Burning Lap, and it's basically your your time attack. And some of them are just unforgiving. Like, right. it is really hard to get gold. Like, if you crash once, you might as well just restart. Wow. You have to, you have to avoid everything and just be perfect. And uh, I, I'm going to challenge myself to, to do it this month, but uh, I'd be shocked to yeah.
4: actually do it. <laughs> that wouldn't bother me in a game like Gran Turismo, where it's meant to be a, ra- a driving simulator or a racing simulator. Where this one is so far removed from that, I think that would be frustrating because the level of um, accuracy you would want from the controls might not be there.
0: You don't find the controls accurate?
4: No, no, they are. But I'm saying if it's if it's a situation where you're not... You're you're just trying to race, just straight-up race, I think yeah. it might... Because the game's not... I don't feel like the game's really designed to just straight-up race. Yeah. I feel like this game is designed to... Uh, rub out the oncoming traffic to um, you know make your compo- your opponent spin out. I don't feel like it's designed to handle corners especially well. It does do it. It does handle corners well, but I don't feel like that's the focus of the game.
0: Yeah, th- that's true. And and the beauty of this game is that if you don't want to do those levels, you don't have to. You can get just a lot out of it. Like my friend Frank, just playing trash mode if <laughs> if that's what you want to do. And uh, that that's part of the reason why I think Burnout 3 is, uh, is is the best of the series is that you can just play races in in, in any order you want and uh, yeah like if if you just want to do one or two uh, uh, modes you can
5: cool yeah, that that is the beauty of this game is it's so varied and it's such a wide appeal it must have taken forever to just master all of those modes when they were creating this. Um, just the amount of polish that's on it is is unreal. Any one of these modes could be its own game. That's Mm. how good it is. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, Okay, let's take a minute to talk about the uh, level design. Rambox, you you brought up um, a couple earlier. What was maybe your favorite or least favorite level?
2: Oh, gosh, I don't remember any of the names. Um, There is one particular track in Asia um, where you start out and you go...
3: Far Sorry, East. it's called the Far, Far East. East. Not Asia. It is in my made... version. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, okay. You have America. That...
2: You have Europe, and you have Asia.
3: Yeah, we have uh, USA. I know there was a lot of controversy behind that. It's uh, and they weren't for some reason able to call it Asia, so they called it the Far East. Interesting.
2: Really? Oh, yeah. Huh.
3: Yeah.
0: Offended if you call 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 them Asian because they're you know India is part of Asia too. You know, so like Russia is part of Asia, yeah, it's like a blanket statement that uh, I don't know it's gotta be you gotta say whatever country they're from,
2: oh, well, you could take Being it up right, with I, uh, I don't know EA. <laughs> <laughs> so confused, I don't know. There's one track in that section of the world that I really enjoyed <laughs> where you start out and you go into, you immediately go into a tunnel and then you come out and you're on a, like a wide highway and there's a bunch of cranes in the background. It's very industrial. Um, I really like it because it, it's very wide lanes. Uh, when you get to that point, um, there's a similar one that has a similar feel to me in Europe. Um, where there's a big mountain in the backdrop. And again, you have very wide lanes. So I, I don't know that there's one particular track that I enjoy most, but I really like when you have a lot of space because it all, that allows you to go all the way from one side and really swing over and slam someone into the, the railing and, nice. and get a, a really satisfying takedown. So I just I enjoy when the tracks are really wide, and I enjoy when it's a really long track. And like you said before, you don't know when the end is coming up and sometimes you'll race the same tracks over and over again but you'll go in different courses so you'll come out in different areas Um, so overall I can't say that there was one that I didn't enjoy maybe again there's one in Europe where it's kind of snowy and um, you go under a lot of arches Um, gosh do you guys actually know the names of these tracks no I don't (laughs) I don't. I don't have to feel bad then but there was one that I just felt like I was racing over and over and it got a little repetitive. There's a lot of lot of uh, sharp corners, a lot of 180s, um, I don't know, bridges, tunnels. Those are the things I really enjoy on the tracks and lots of wide lanes.
5: Right on. I completely agree. I love, especially when it's uh, really wide lanes and you can r- r- race into oncoming traffic and you can yeah. swerve in and out of the cars. I love that feeling. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, slam over into when you see somebody coming up, it's always a great feeling. Mm. Um, so I probably have very similar taste in terms of tracks for sure. Um, how about uh, how about you, Kev? What were your your favorite, maybe favorite or maybe worst?
0: Well, uh, I I kind of like it when the tracks got a little narrow and you're going down the uh, side streets in uh, that part of the world where you're uh, knocking like uh, carts <laughs> and. and uh, barriers out of the way and stuff like that i thought i think that's pretty fun um in crash mode i'll tell you the the frustrating ones for me are the ones with the bridges what it's it's like i'm i'm con i can't think in uh in that z-axis uh it, it seems to be okay when everything is like on a level playing field but once you have to start like jumping from one bridge to another or you're coming down over the overpass and uh yeah like there was, there's even one where you have to jump over, um, a toll bridge or not a toll bridge, sorry, the toll booth, uh, at a border or something like that. And the four time score is like up on there. So you got to pick like the right ramp and that it's still fun. It's, but it is like, it, it's not like an instant gold <laughs> gratification that I get on uh, some of the other tracks. It takes me a few times to, uh, to get it, but yeah, they, it's all great to me. I, I love it.
5: Wow. And it just shows how varied the, even the levels are. Different loads, yeah. different. Oh, it must have taken forever to make this game. Well,
0: even sometimes you'll find that they'll, you'll come around a corner and there'll be something right there, you know, like right where it's not supposed to be. And it's like, you know, that like, like it'll be like a moving car. And it's like, you know, that the game kind of figured out where you were coming and how were you going to come around the corner. And it just right. put a car there just to be in your way and make the game yep. just that much more challenging. It's like yeah. so much thought <laughs> put into that. It's, it's really amazing.
5: It's true. It really keeps you on your toes, that's for sure. Yeah, The attention to detail is unreal. Uh, Dean, how about you? What was your favorite level?
3: Uh, again, yeah, I don't remember the names. I guess it really depends on the mode. Like, if I, I'm doing a race, I really like uh, tracks like I guess Silver Lake, that, that starter one. Um, you start on where it's uh, pretty wide, and like you said, you can careen in and out of oncoming traffic. But with things like Takedown or, or Road Rage, I like... Um, what is it waterfront or downtown that one where you're kind of going down and then you swerve into an alleyway and you're knocking everything over and then you swerve under a bridge and you can knock people into pillars i thought that was really cool yeah yeah Hmm.
5: sounds awesome actually um p1 i know that you're kind of in the same boat as me uh, but were there any tracks that stood out
4: yeah i don't don't remember them we don't think we played enough of them to to have any that stood out Uh it's, I would just, as we're having this conversation, it's interesting because I'm getting more hyped up and more excited to play more of the game. <laughs> it would almost be neat, like, if we did a show at the first of the month talking about a game, what we're hoping to get from it, you know what I mean? And then a show at the end of the month saying, here's what we got out of it, you know? Interesting.
1: Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean,
4: it's probably never going to happen, but <laughs> it almost bookend the month with, here's the game we picked, here's some people who have played it to get to get the hype up, you know what I mean? And then pick people at the end of the month who hadn't played it before. Anyway, we'll talk less
1: much Well
0: if you that's want a flavor cool. of that, you can get that on Retro Fandango. When we talk up the game of the month every episode two that's times true. a month on Retro Fandango. Make sure to download your subscribe to the Cartridge Club today. What? Nope. Yeah. Did I lose? Yeah. I keep going. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's it. That's all I got. I don't have the material.
5: It was good. It was good. But you're right that they do kind of cover that. That that makes sense. So if you do want a taste of the game during the month, check out uh, Fandango.
0: Yeah, we'll definitely be talking about it. All right, what when are you planning on releasing this? Are you going to still release it at the end of the month?
4: Yeah, because we just released uh, last month. Right. And if we release this one early, then it's you're looking at almost two months before you get the October show. Right. So I will have this. We'll have this edited, and P two will just upload it like the last week of the month. Yeah. Uh, we'll maybe I might get them to cut in afterwards the three-word reviews from people from Twitter so that they still get in there. That's a good oh. idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah,
5: we'll do that. Okay.
0: We'll try to keep things under wrap.
2: Ah, uh, whatever. Or we could just screw it up. Yeah, yeah it <laughs> yeah. doesn't matter. Go we ahead. Away.
5: <laughs> it's no big deal.
2: We talked about the cars.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of that, do you, do you guys want to talk about the cars? All the different types?
2: If you can uh, tell you- me what
5: they are. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. They keep it pretty simple. Um like Dean said earlier, it, or was it Dean? It comes down to weight and speed. Um and that's it's pretty much it. It doesn't get as detailed like uh like like Forza or, or Gran Turismo. Um But yeah, I mean, you can race some pretty interesting things, like a bus, like for crash mode and things like that. Um were there any vehicles that stood out to anyone?
0: Well, just uh... Uh, to mention that that one of the kind of unique things about uh, Burnout is that they don't use any commercial uh, uh, cars, you know, like Porsche or or anything like that. I think part of it is that uh, probably Porsche and Ferrari don't want to see their cars banged up (laughs) in a game and flying all over the place. Mm, Yeah, Um, And the game kind of gets knocked around a little bit for that. If there's one knock against it is that it does it. It doesn't feel as good as unlocking a game in Grand Th- or a car in Gran Turismo because you're just getting this generic car that kind of looks like a Ferrari or kind of looks like uh, a, J- a Jaguar or something like that. Right. But uh, to me, I don't care, man. I just uh, make it look like whatever you want. A muscle car, uh, a compact car, whatever. It just it didn't bother me one one bit.
5: Same here. I actually preferred it because some of the. Uh, cars that they would have named i wouldn't even have known what they were this just keeps it simple i know how it's going to handle i know how it's going to work yeah Um, i actually preferred it this way yeah
0: and i do like how they class them you know like you have your compact cars your muscle cars right You kind of know what you're going to get in handling and whatnot
2: right agreed
5: agreed completely um okay let's take a minute to talk about the soundtrack which uh i thought was pretty neat um i'm so used to playing games that aren't western made that yeah. uh, to hear western music in a game was uh was pretty interesting to me uh pretty right? foreign pretty foreign yeah <laughs> as, as ironic as it is uh dean why don't you tell us a bit about the soundtrack
3: oh man uh you know what this this was dean lasagna circa 2003 2004 i mean <laughs> punk pop punk rock uh alternative rock like that was me in high school Uh, You know, my bangle on. I had my vest coming into the school doors. Nice. Um, Did you say you wore bangles? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Uh,
4: I want a a picture of Dean Lasagna with a bangle.
3: (laughs) I mean, uh, you know, bands like AFI was the first concert I went to. That's kind of a a punky band. Pennywise, Rise Against, No Effects, No Use for a Name. Like, you name it, I was listening to it. And this was totally for its time. I mean Burnout it came out what, 2005? Uh, 2004, late 2004. Two thousand four, Even better. So I mean this was right around that time where these were huge songs and I, I thought it was an awesome choice. Uh, they didn't really do a whole lot of variety. Like in Gran Turismo you have uh, you have old rock, you have uh, rap, you have um, German music, you, ha- you have all sorts of stuff. Whereas this was really that punk rock, punk pop and alternative I thought it was an interesting choice, um, but I'm a little biased because I played the Crash Mode, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, Crash Mode doesn't really use music, and any sort of like metal or rock genre music, and, and punk is a, is a really good example of this. Any sort of music where you have to get at that, that rise out of the crowd, it usually has a longer intro and, and punk rock in particular, I, I guarantee you 90% of the songs on this soundtrack will have a 20 or 30 second intro with just drums and guitar trying to get that rise out of the crowd before mm-hmm. it actually starts up with the actual song, the lyrics and whatnot. And having that in crash mode, it, it would be ridiculous because crash modes are only 20 seconds long, right? Right, right. So I, I thought it was a really interesting choice that they didn't use other songs. I think the only song that really starts off right up the bat is, is the... Um, what is it, uh, F-Ups, Lazy Generation song, the the theme song for the whole game. Right. Th- that is the only song on the soundtrack that just kicks it off right with the lyrics, gets right into the song. So I thought it was an interesting choice. Um, I haven't played too much of the racing yet, some of the longer events, so I can actually hear a full song. But what I ended up doing is just having my tablet out, putting the soundtrack on on YouTube ah, nice. and, and muting my TV the whole time. So.
5: Oh, that's funny that you bring that up because actually p1 when we were playing was saying that how he wishes because every time we were playing crash mode and every time the, the he just wanted the music to keep playing even through the load screens and that would have been the ideal solution
3: yeah if, if they had put it on a different track like to be able to play through the loading screens and the pancams cool. and and just consistently play through that would have been really cool
5: yeah i agree i agree um okay mr uh mr Vox, what did you think of the soundtrack loud
2: <laughs> Loud. My That's first it. impressions of it uh, when I turned the game on. Um, I don't know anything about music. I found it very annoying. Uh, I, there's, there's some good tunes in there. I have nothing against the music. I think it really was just the volume for me. So after the second or third race, I went into the settings and I turned the music down. I still have it on so I can hear it. But honestly, during the race, I'm so focused on trying to handle the car and right. trying to uh, take out other cars um, and really the sound effects were much more interesting to me than the music so i have it at about half volume um yeah
5: yeah fair enough the, wow. uh, the sound effects of the crashes and, and the engines is enough to really keep you entertained so that is doable there's no doubt um, yeah
2: i'm so, so focused um because They throw around the term edge of your seat a lot, but really in this game, anytime I was doing well in a race, I really was just so focused. And I I was just inching forward, focusing on the screen, focusing on my car. Uh, I really wasn't listening to the soundtrack even when it was on. I just, yeah.
5: Fair enough. Fair enough. Need to focus. uh, How about you, Kev? Did you like the soundtrack?
0: I thought the soundtrack was terrible. Uh, I guess I'm an old fart. I I like the (laughs) films. Uh, I want to be sedated, but the rest of it was complete garbage. Uh, there is one well, there's one band uh, that does the bagpipes. Um,
3: Dropkick Murphys.
0: No, it wasn't them. Uh, I met them before. Oh. Uh, yeah, because a lot of this... Um, the, the soundtrack is EA, right? Like, this is part of its influence. The previous two games were released by Acclaim. This was the first one that was uh, after uh, EA bought Criterion. And the two things that that stink and reek of, reek of EA are the soundtrack and DJ Strider. How much did you like DJ Strider?
2: Um, oh, I was gonna bring that up. I don't have him.
0: Oh, you don't? Oh. You're lucky. No, oh, really?
2: Uh, I never heard him until I was watching the Cartridge Bros stream, and I realized I think he said something at the very beginning of the game, but I don't have that annoying guy throughout the the entire game. You're huh. so
0: lucky. Well, oh. well the first, first thing I did was I turned down DJ Strider and I turned off uh, all, this, all the soundtrack. I just had Ramones I Want to Be Sedated going for a while, but it was a little too much. But the one, the one advantage of having it on the Xbox over the PS2 is that you can uh, have your own soundtrack going. You can rip your CDs to the hard drive. And uh, so I, I basically had Back in Black uh, playing <laughs> for the <laughs>
5: That would have been a pretty good. Soundtrack. That would be cool. Yeah. <laughs>
0: but uh, yeah, they use. Um, a lot of, some of the bands are Canadian.
3: God damn, what's the name of that band? Finger 11? No. No. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to stop guessing. <laughs> yeah. Oh,
0: damn. I can't remember it. They're on the Playwright soundtrack? Yeah. They use bagpipes. They have bagpipes.
4: Dropkick Murphy's?
0: No, it wasn't Dropkick Murphy's.
4: Are you sure?
0: Positive. Uh, um,
5: I don't know who uses.
0: Oh damn.
5: Yellow, yellow card has uh bagpipes, I think. We're just looking at the uh list here. <laughs> now now I'm focused on it. Now I can't move on. What, P1, if... what did you think of the soundtrack while well, Kevin looks into that
4: I uh I liked the radio announcer. I thought it was kind of uh... Okay. uh he was neat, you know what I mean? He's uh
5: I know, you kept repeating him after he said things.
4: Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, I, uh I liked him. <laughs> I like uh, I like little little touches like that because it's like I'm actually in the car listening to a radio station. You know what I mean? Uh, right. I wouldn't say I was into punk music as much as Dean there, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I do enjoy uh, I do enjoy some music. I liked the soundtrack. I thought it was good. I liked uh, Franz Ferdinand. Was that it? Oh, they're really good.
0: Um, uh, yeah, their song
2: was okay. I'll give them
4: that. Too. I don't know. They, I mean, they got it's a great list here. Um, you know what I mean? You've got. Uh, Franz Ferdinand, you've got the Ramones, Pennywise, uh, F.O.B. is on there. Um, Mudman. Finger... Sorry?
0: Mudman, that's the name of the... the... Dude, were they on here? Yeah.
4: Oh, really? My, yeah. My Chemical Romance. I uh... had drinks
3: with those guys.
0: Yeah, see? You met them too?
4: Everybody's yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: If you live in Canada, at some point, you're going to run into the Mudman. Oh,
3: I didn't <laughs> even know
4: they were on here. Rise Against. There's a lot of really good bands on here. Jimmy Eat World. Um, yeah, I really it's a great it's a it's it's a soundtrack of you know, hip hip music for hip people. Mm-hmm. So I can understand why Kevin didn't like it.
0: I am <laughs> fully prepared to be unhip if that is hip. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, like it you know, criterion they're they're a group of twenty five guys in uh in England and uh you know I, I can just picture someone at EA just saying, like, yeah, it's a great game and everything, but you know, it needs somebody to just come in and say something cool once in a while in a real DJ voice. <laughs> picture somebody in England th-
4: coming up with that concept. Yeah. That was one of my favorite things about Gran Turismo 3 as well. Vice City. Uh, not Gran Turismo. G- GTA. Grand Theft Auto 3. Um, or Vice City. I don't know what number it is. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. I would drive around and just listen to the radio announcers.
0: Oh, yeah, no, that was well done. And so, classic stuff and funny and intelligent. This is just some idiot just saying, hey, coming up next, we got a crash mode for you. Like, <laughs> move on. Shut up. Yeah. yeah, that's my thoughts. Right on.
5: Right on. <laughs> well, I think that pretty much covers up the soundtrack. So, yeah, some people love it, some people hate it. Check it out. See if you're into it. <laughs> what, uh, what do we have left to cover?
2: We could do sound effects. Yeah.
5: yeah. All right. Obviously, sure. well, I've
2: shown. Um, sounded good. It sounded <laughs> real good. <laughs> wow. Yeah, you said it. <laughs> yeah. No, well, for me, it was all about the crash mode and uh, the impact impact mode. Uh, whenever you would uh, hit a crash, you do that slow down, and suddenly, you know, all the music would cut out, all the standard sound effects would cut, and they would put in this really eerie, slow uh, creepy music it really sounded like something that would come out of a silent hill game wow. and there would be shattered glass there would be people screaming sirens would be going off <laughs> it,
3: th-
2: am i the only one who heard this no i, I oh agree. okay thank you all right yeah i don't remember yeah, I, I,
4: screaming i don't remember that either no i swear
2: <laughs> there at some point there's a very muted scream in there were you
4: <laughs> were you playing during the typhoon
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not a scream, isn't it? It's just the music that you're playing that's slowed down.
2: Well, I don't. No, I don't think so. I don't think it's slowed down. I think they switched to something entirely different.
4: What were they screaming? Was it like, "Oh, oh, God, oh, God, why did you do this to us"? <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, it, it. I really enjoyed that, and um, my favorite one is right after that. You would hit the if you get a takedown. Uh, you would get your nitrous, the, the thing would expand, mm-hmm. and you'd hear that boosh, and then you <laughs> just click that thing on and fire off. I, I, I don't know, I really dug the sound effects. If you turn down all the music, you would appreciate this stuff more.
5: Yeah, fair enough. I wonder if that's why we couldn't hear the screams, P1.
2: I tell you, it's in there. Go. Well, go in traffic. all
4: honesty, P two something I've been meaning to tell you for a while. But uh, I I hear the screams all the time. <laughs> <laughs>
5: well, that's about all the time we have here. Um, but yeah, sound effects. What about uh, what about you, Kev? What would you think?
0: My two favorite sound effects. Uh, one is the uh, gear shifting on the cars.
3: That's uh, an that awesome huge, sound.
0: Yeah, that huge clunk. <laughs> it's so gratifying, and and you can almost just I don't know if it's my imagination or something, but you can just feel the car just shifting a little bit when Mm. when that sound hits and uh, my second favorite is on some of the crash modes not all but on some when when you uh after when it's tallying up the score and the camera goes really high and it's away from the damage you can't hear like the the fire and the and the horns and stuff like that all you can hear is the wind Mm. and it's just so like surreal it's just like you created all this damage and you can hear nothing but the It's really, it's really fun. I, I, those are my two favorite sound effects. They're There's nice some
2: stuff. really atmospheric stuff in there.
5: Yeah, you guys are pointing out some really deep sound effects that I had missed.
0: That's why we're on
3: the anniversary show.
0: I love it. I
5: love it. I love it. <laughs> Dean, how about you? Anything stood out to you?
3: Uh, I mean, they mentioned them. The, I really like the the nitro, the flame sound. You know, that crackling flame as you as you have your four times and you're just burning it off. I thought that was really cool. I, I just want to pick up this Japanese version. That sounds horrible, like crying and screaming and Godzilla's <laughs> be out. in there. <laughs>
5: yeah. I love it. I love it. Uh,
3: but yeah, sound effects fantastic, and and like Kevin said, especially that, that gear shifting clunk. Mm, yeah. It's just so satisfying. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. P one, you
4: agree? Yeah, this game's great. I, uh, I want the screaming. I'm getting, them download the Japanese version. I'm buying that. Show. I to just download Japanese screams and play it while I play it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I love it. I love it.
5: All right. Um, that's, I mean, we should take a second to talk about the huge number of achievements. Um, like Dean just said, he got all of the gold. How many golds, uh, were there in crash mode, Dean?
3: Uh, to be honest, I don't. I don't know. It's it's fifty percent of the game, but I, I want to say that there's more crash mode events than there is the other ones. Okay, gotcha. Because my um, if you go into your settings, you can kind of see a, a grid of all the gold medals you got, and it's uh, it's a little over half in each of the you know Far East Europe and USA.
5: Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Um, Kevin, how close have you uh, come to com- completing all the achievements?
0: Um, I'm about sixty-two percent
5: through uh-huh. the game. Wow, it's
0: huge. Like, well, yeah. Well, I and I skipped the uh, last month's game very easily, and dove into this one. Um, <laughs> so that, um, yeah, I don't know exactly how many medals there are or anything like that. But I just don't. So 90%. do you? Do you guys
3: know what a hundred percent is? I think like... you
0: have to get all the takedowns, all the uh, all gold. Uh, get all the cars. I think you get all cars if you get all gold. Uh, unlock all the tracks. You got to do everything. Okay.
3: Okay. So it's not just unlocking all the events; it's really no. getting golds and everything, getting all the flyers much, and all
0: that. I think pretty much getting gold in every event is going to get you everything, like the postcards and and all that stuff. I see. Okay. Yeah. If you if you go onto the uh, each individual race, there is a ticker at the bottom that'll tell you what you get if you get gold, uh, in it, which is really nice if you're trying to keep track of of everything. Um, so if you're like, man, I want to lo- unlock more cars. You can just go find a race that you might have got only silver in and say, oh, you got another car if you unlock gold. Or even in the uh, menus, too, in the, in the races where you can pick your car, if there's a ghosted uh, car that you haven't unlocked yet, if you go on it, the ticker on the bottom will tell you which event you need to get gold in to get that car. Hmm. It's very handy.
5: That is handy. Cool.
0: Well, speaking of unlocking a bunch of stuff, uh, I, I just wanted to talk a little bit about the story. In the game
5: please do yeah. uh
0: well, of course, there is no story, but i did <laughs> I did read a review uh that uh that came out i think it came out around when when it was originally uh, actually i think it was from the three sixty version Because uh, there is a three sixty version of the game, it's just the xbox version that you can download on xbox Live, so there's no achievements or anything like that okay. uh, but uh they said that uh, they really enjoyed the burnout series, but they just feel as if uh the is the Burnout series kind of needs a story, uh, some sort of narrative to, to push you through this game because you, you can't unlock real cars and, and you're only unlocking uh, you know, these uh, fantastical cars. That, that So maybe a story would help motivate you to get through the game. And I couldn't disagree more. I'm like, what is this person talking about? What kind of asset are they on? If, if there's anything that this game does well, it is pacing because you are constantly unlocking new things every time if you finish a race every time you get gold in a race you unlock another car you unlock another track and maybe if you didn't do it that time uh within the next two or three races you're going to be unlocking something else and gives you that sense of accomplishment that sense of that that you've done something and you're working towards this end goal and there's not a lot of racing games that do that at all or if they do it they don't do it well and burnout three is definitely the, the game that does it the best
3: yeah, I totally agree. Totally agree. Get home from work, you know, put my lasagna in the oven, and then and just pick up, pick up and play like a couple courses, and, and yeah. no story, nothing to keep track of, just right, just fun. Yeah, this is definitely
0: it's definitely been the game that like I come home from work at uh, eleven thirty, and by midnight I'm in bed. But it's one that I can just throw in. I can play it for twenty minutes, and feel like as if I've done something. I've unlocked two more things. I got gold in another another race, and uh, and I can go to bed uh, feeling like, like as if I've accomplished something.
2: Yeah, the I the uh... beauty of arcade-style gaming. You mm-hmm. don't need to sit down and play 40 hours of this RPG or whatever to get some satisfying experience. Right.
0: And uh, most racing games with a narrative, they, they usually suck because it pigeonholes you into what the narrative needs you to do. Like, for instance, Need for Speed to Run. It's got all the elements of a burnout game in it because they've copied a lot of the stuff from burnout in in the in that game but you are stuck in like uh burning lap you got to get to the you know you got to you got to finish it before you can continue on with the rest of the game and i just find that completely frustrating it just takes that uh uh, freedom away from from the player where you can just you feel like doing crash mode go do crash mode you feel like doing a race go do a race and uh yeah it just it's it sucks that's why i hate narrative in, in racing games for the most part
5: Fair enough, I agree completely. And that sense of accomplishment that you do get unlocking, like me and P One, we've only we only played it for about four hours, but every time we finish something, we unlock something. Pretty much, at one point, we unlocked four cars in one race, and it, it did feel yeah. really, really good. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree with that.
4: Yeah, it's you can just you know, it's an even game. You can just go home and put the soundtrack on, and let the streams lull you to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
5: All right. Well, do you guys want to talk
3: really quick about the the graphics? I just wanted to to mention a couple quick things about that because I I was really expecting a lot worse when I put in a you know a two generation old game and just all of the. What's that?
0: Eleven years old.
3: Eleven. Yeah. 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 And uh, putting it in and, and. just watching, you know, how much is actually going on with, you know, it's, it's already really fast paced. So you got those heavy jerking motions, but it keeps its frame rate like the whole way through. Mm-hmm. And, and when you're crashing, you got your bumper flying off the back, your hood flying off the front, <laughs> you know, particle effects everywhere. Your mirror flying down the highway and everything just it's awesome. I, I thought it was mm-hmm. so well done. I, I would have loved to oh. have seen it on the GameCube, to be honest, because of, of the particle effects that that could do. I know it doesn't have a line, but it would have been cool.
2: I think the the benefit, uh, they use that blur effect as you're going down, and it has that uh, double effect. One, it gives you that sense of speed. Like, I, I was blown away at just how fast everything felt when I first started playing it. But then it also does blur over all of those uh, jagged edges. So it really does make it look a lot smoother as you're going through.
3: That's a really good point. Yeah, that peripheral blur that you get at... Uh... It doesn't matter if the textures are bad. You don't even notice it. So. Yeah. And, and how big these tracks are in comparison with where you actually drive. Like if you run into a toll booth, you can fly like six miles away from the track and there's still trees out there. There's still a lake that you can fall yeah. into.
2: True, true. Well, you actually bounce off the lake. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, you? Yeah, I've, I've hit the water a few times and you just donk. That's
3: <laughs> Japanese logic for you. <laughs>
0: Well, well, this was a, a game developed in Britain, so. Oh, was it? Yeah, Criterion. Some hard
2: water a, over there. Sure. I was kidding.
4: Gary, you stole my joke. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> I make jokes on this show. <laughs> I'm sorry. But you're
0: you're right, Dean. It does. If if I didn't know that ahead of time, it does kind of feel like a Japanese game. It's very arcadey, very flashy, very, you know, uh, almost like a slot machine. <laughs> You know, like that. Well, I mean, there's uh, yeah,
3: there's there's constantly yeah. things flashing up on your HUD and yeah, and you you know you expect a, you know a little mascot to come and, and cheer you on like it's, <laughs> it definitely like, feels easy.
2: Yeah, you're right. The one thing I noticed when you guys were doing your live stream, you played a lot in first person mode. Yeah, does that give you a different feel? Because I I really can't get out of the third person.
5: Uh, yeah. I normally uh, never play anything first person, um, but. For some reason, the speed just felt so, it was like, it was incredible. It gave you such a thrill, especially when you were about to crash into something. Um, And I actually got addicted to the first person, which I never do, Um, but I actually really enjoyed it in this game. I don't know why. I think it was just because of the, the, how fast it really made you feel when you were face first into it, I guess.
3: Mm.
5: Did anybody else play first person at all?
3: (laughs) Sometimes in the crash modes you have to, because you can't see over the garbage truck that that view that you get, or even the the fire truck. You yeah. you can't really see the road in ahead of you, so uh. you have to use it. But but for things like takedown or road rage, I I think you really need to play it in third person so you can see beside you and behind you to see where those cars are coming up on you. Yeah, especially yeah.
2: road rage. Holy cow! Yeah. Yeah. The,
0: normally, I like to play. Uh, with the in-car view this, this game doesn't have that so my second choice is, is behind the car but uh, yeah Dean's right Some, sometimes you need to get into that first person view but for most of the races I, I was in third person
2: yeah
4: well that's uh, that's the game before we get into our, uh, our last impressions and uh, I think we all can tell what they're going to be uh, we should do our three word review um, so we'll start with uh, P2 we never start with you and I know how much we love being put on the spot, so what I'm going to do for the three-word review this week is mm-hmm. I'm going to pick you to go first, and then you'll give yours, and then we'll go through the guests, and then I'll give mine, and I'll make sure it's an overly long intro to stall to <laughs> give you time to think of it. And, uh, then, yeah, this will give you an opportunity to edit in the three-word reviews from our listeners uh, afterwards so that they uh, still get to maintain uh, being part of this uh, this tradition. So uh, Mm -hmm. this seems like a good time for the three-word reviews. So for anyone anyone who wants to know, for next month's game, it'll be hashtag three, the number three, uh, W-R, and then hashtag Cartridge Club to get your uh, three-word review read on the show by uh, the super-famous Cartridge Bros and whatever slightly less super-famous guests we have.
0: Um, (laughs) think through all the three-wide receiver tweets. Oh, man, it's... (laughs) The first time I did it, I was
4: like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> a, I just realized, and I was like, oh, man. Anyway, now I'm all up to date on college football. It's <laughs> 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 really deep at the wide receiver this year. Uh, so, P2, why don't you tell us your, uh, your three-word review for Burnout 3 takedown?
5: Okay. Um, I wasn't expecting to like this game. I'm just going to say my three-word review. Thank you, Kevin. Oh. oh. I'll Ooh. take it. <laughs> wow.
4: Well, Kevin, how about we get your three-word review?
0: Um, Hopefully Richard won't be too upset with me, because my three-word re- review is Retro Fandango Approved.
2: <laughs> nice. I can go with that. Uh-huh. All right.
4: What do you got for you, uh, Rambox? What's yours? Um, how about Ray of Sunshine? Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, you got last month. I no, like...
2: actually, my, my real three-word <laughs> review is much sappier. It's glad I'm here because oh, wow. this is the kind of game that i never would have picked up uh and i do appreciate it done uh for me and everyone else in the past two years and uh especially what's going to be coming up in the third year i know it's going to be great so glad i'm here guys excellent we're choice
3: too. we're glad you're here
4: too dean can we get your three word review
3: yeah, I mean, I absolutely love this game. Uh, I would say it's uh, better than lasagna.
4: Oh, wow. <laughs> that's, a, that's a big one coming from you. So uh, my three-word review for, uh, for Bruno 3 Takedown is Needs More Screams. <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> okay, hey guys. Uh, since we recorded this so early in the month, we decided to tweet later in the month for everybody to get their three-word reviews in, and I'm just going to say them out loud now and stick them in the podcast. So, without further ado, uh, we have Kyle um, from Game Time with Kyle, and he said, Watch me explode, but he said it in the cool ACDC voice that I cannot do. Um, And then we have the Nintendo Doctor. He said, Still not Mario Kart. A pretty good three-word review. Uh, Darren from the Gaming Pilgrimage said, Holy Crash, Batman. Also appropriate. Uh, Mrs. Q Dog, uh, also known as the Burnout Dominatrix, uh, had a three word review of Beat My Score, which was quite appropriate for her, as I don't think any of us could. And then there was Toku Joe, who said Cars Go Boom, pretty accurate. And Mighty Q Dog said Greatest Racer Ever. And I think he had a pretty good argument for that. So, yeah. Anyway, that's the three word reviews that weren't able to be recorded during the podcast. So, just wanted to pop those in and now back to the podcast. Thanks. Yeah.
4: So let's uh, let's do lasting impressions. Uh, what do you think? Would you play the? Did, did you like it? Would it just make you want to play more? Would you recommend it to others? Let's start with uh, Dean. Uh,
3: sorry, I just muted myself there. <laughs> <laughs> um, absolutely, hundred uh, percent. I don't care what sort of genres you like or don't like. This is a game for you. This you don't have to like racing games. You don't have to like car games at all. And you'll have fun with this, whether it's crash mode or takedown mode or time attack. Uh, you're going to have fun. And even if it's only 30 seconds, you pick up the controller, you're going to have a good time.
4: Well said. I use that same pitch for uh, for Colleen in some oh boy. instances. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, How about you, Kevin? What's your... Uh...
3: Well, I I, get it. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Uh, I
0: I could see why Retro Fandango goes on for three hours because I got so much more to say about this game, but, uh, I guess if I got to wrap it up, uh, yeah, definitely, definitely give it a try. It's, it's awesome. Even if racing games are normally not your thing, uh, if racing games are, and you haven't, uh, uh, played burnout three yet, definitely give it a shot. Um, it says call dropped. Am I still here? Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Okay. Yeah. Okay, good. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, and uh, if do you want a couple of recommendations for some other burnout games? Yeah. Um. Now we lost me. Um. Okay. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> We're <laughs> <yeah>. crashing here.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, crashing. Uh. Okay. Uh, well. Okay. Burnout uh, Revenge, that's definitely uh, one you should check out. It's not as good as three. Uh, they took out um, basically they they added this mode where uh, if you touch a car in traffic, you kind of just bounce off it a little bit, hmm. uh, and that kind of just like takes a little bit away of the, you know, trying to avoid everything uh, in the game. But it's still very good. Still very awesome. Burnout Paradise is uh, great as well, um, but it's. It's got open-world-itis, kind of like Mario Sunshine, where they have you memorize this entire world map and you got to drive everywhere to an event instead of just picking it off of the map. Still very good, though. Still highly recommended. And, um, man, if you, are, if you are sick of DLC, if you hate DLC, like I mentioned, you unlock everything in this game, and it's so refreshing to unlock stuff in a game again. Where you're not having to buy DLC to get extra cars in a game. You're just playing through it to get more. Even Burnout uh, Paradise, you know, there's a lot of the cars, like, they're, they're DLC. You don't, you don't unlock them. Um, so, yeah, it's really refreshing to play something like that again. So, I, yeah, I highly recommend it. Do it. Hmm.
5: Get it. Well said. Well said. I think, uh, like you said, it is safe. It's not just a racing game. If you've always thought it was just a racing game, take Kevin's advice and just give it a try. Right. Do it. Uh, Mr. Vox, how about you? Uh,
2: I I can only echo what uh, the other guys have already said. Uh, This is my racing game. Uh, I, I really don't get into the genre. It's not my thing. I don't want to sit there tuning up cars and picking out parts and trying to figure out the best way for to handle a turn or anything. Uh, this is arcadey fun. There's something there that everyone can get into, uh, whether you have all the time in the world to sit down and you want to unlock everything and go for all the gold medals and just see what uh, is around every other corner and all the unlockables, or if you only have 15 minutes and you just want to sit down and have some fun, you can do that. Uh, the game allows you so much freedom uh, with so many options. And I really, really have been playing it the entire time we've been doing the podcast. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's so captivating. Definite awesome. play.
5: That's great. Yeah, I was definitely surprised, and I'm happy to hear that I wasn't the only one. I thought when, when Kevin recommended this that, that you must have already been on board with it. So I'm happy to hear that you were kind of in the same boat. I was turned around, yeah. Yeah, right on, right on. Well, um, before we close out, we should, we should uh, give... You don't, a... want
4: to hear, you don't want to hear my thoughts?
5: Uh, no, I was just going to say. Uh, actually, go ahead. <laughs>
4: what the fuck?
5: <laughs> I was just going to give you a goodbye. I didn't know you were back. I thought you were gone still.
4: No, I came back. Oh, welcome back. Yeah, I, I missed what Kevin said when he said, I, I see now why Retro Fandango episodes go three hours. And then I didn't hear what he said the reason was. I just.
0: Because I still have a whole bunch of, uh, that I, I could say about the game. I got like some. Actually, I got some negatives. I had some recommendations oh. for other games. I got mm-hmm. tons of stuff, man.
2: It's, yes, it's, I'm tired yeah. of seeing the battlefield ads everywhere. And Tiger Woods, <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> Tiger Woods.
0: That's yeah. too. Um, I, I. It'd be nice if in crash mode, if there was a little bit of camera control, because trying to line up that where the four-player score is. Oh, that's you know, so true. That's when you so get true. the crash breaker, yeah. Uh, like we, like most of the time, I, I would get the four-player score or 4 times score. Uh, for after crash breaker, right, where you can hit, Same and Same explode here. your car again, and it's like, where is it? Like, I'm, you know, you're trying to stay orientated. Yeah. So that would be nice. And then the after touch camera uh, doesn't turn around fast enough uh, a lot of the times. You're still going with the momentum of the car behind you, or, or from from the angle from behind, and the other cars are coming up, and you want to like line up the shot so you can hit them, and I would miss them a lot of times because that camera just wouldn't turn uh, quick enough. So. Minor complaints, very minor
3: complaints. Cool. Yeah, I changed my mind. I don't recommend it
4: anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he my wonders. thoughts are, are an echo of everybody else's on how good the game is and how much we enjoyed it. Uh, what I would say to you, the listener, if you're listening to the show and you haven't played it, for $15, it's worth a shot. Um, you will have spent $15 on things that you know are terrible, and you will probably have spent $15 on games you have no intention of ever playing. So why not spend $15 on something that you might like?
0: Yeah. That's the other thing too, is that racing games, for some reason they're lumped in with the sports titles and they feel like the older games aren't worth playing anymore. It's the new game. And so that, that's the advantage for someone like me who likes buying up old racing and playing. I can save a lot of money. So this is one at one gem that you definitely should uh, check out and, um, it's it's high on the list, too, for getting an HD remake. EA doesn't normally really do the uh, HD remakes, believe it or not. Uh, um, but, uh, yeah, apparently the only thing really holding this ba- game back from getting an HD remake is that lousy soundtrack. They can't get the, the music license back. I'm like, drop that
2: stupid uh, soundtrack. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> get back back. Yeah. Yeah, just get the... Appetite for Destruction, the greatest rock and roll album of all time.
0: Well, if you want a, a, a lower quality burnout, three, yeah, I guess you could do that.
4: <laughs> all right, folks, that's the show. Um, I want to thank our guests for being here. I want to thank you for, uh, before I thank the guests, over the last uh, two just years one, of the podcast. Uh,
5: just one sec, but uh, it is cutting out... Oh, really? Is that just on my end? No, I no,
4: pretty choppy. <laughs> oh, it might be me. Sorry. No, don't be
5: sorry.
4: Am I still cutting out? Sound oh, good. Way better. Okay. Sorry. Okay. My uh, I had my iPad sat on the arm of my chair. I didn't realize I had set it down in the actual sun, which is coming through the window, so it, it shut down. I, I disconnected last time because it had overheated. Oh. And I, <laughs> I, I burnt my finger when I picked it up. It was pretty hot. Oh, God, <laughs> um yeah, so I want to thank you. Over the last two years, uh, we've been doing this podcast. Uh, I mean, we've always been close as brothers, but I feel like we've gotten even closer. Um, it started with the YouTube channel. It has carried on now to this. We've seen you get married. We've seen me get engaged. And uh, who only knows what the future will bring for us. Um, so I'm glad that uh, I've had the opportunity to be a brother as I have been and that we're not one of those Jerry Springer families. <laughs> I'm happy for that, too. Yeah. Um, so, guys, thanks for coming. Thanks for being here for this show. Thanks for uh, on such short notice uh, recording this podcast. We'll start with uh, the same order we did when we did the introduction. So, Kevin, why don't you uh, tell everyone where they can find you?
0: Uh, well, I didn't plug my Twitter, so I guess I'm uh, at buried underscore on underscore Mars on Twitter. Uh, check out Retro Fandango. Check out Buried on Mar- on YouTube. What I got for you.
4: Hello? Hi. Is there one
2: dropping again? I think P1's dropping out again.
4: Okay. Oh, it might be me? Okay. Hello? Hey. Hello? Hi. Right. Can heard, you guys hear I heard, me? I can, I can hear you. you, Richard. I can hear you. Kevin, I heard you plug all your stuff there.
2: All right. If you can hear me, I'm going to plug my stuff. Okay. Uh, you box. can find me on Twitter, the Ramvox, and also on Retro Fandango, where you find all your cartridge club stuff. And someday you might find me on YouTube again. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs>
4: We're looking forward to that. Hopefully someday soon. I'm back November 21st, so I'd like to get a video before then from you.
2: Probably not. <laughs>
3: <Okay>. <laughs> Fair
4: enough. <laughs>
3: I'm enjoying my vacation.
4: Mm-hmm. I bet. Um, and Dean.
3: Yeah. So you can find me on uh, yeah Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Uh, but I'm going to be a lot more active in the forums now. Uh, I've started up that new blog, so you can find me at the, the Round Two Gaming Collector Corner. And, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be around. But I uh, wanted to thank you guys for, for starting this whole thing two years ago. Um, and if you get a chance, look at the map. It's it's incredible. We've got, like, 36 names on there now. And uh, it's it's all over the world. You've got Finland, you've got Japan, Australia, Thailand, wow, everything. Yeah. So the really? Cartridge Club has, has become something else. It's, was that just, it's
4: awesome. Was, it, was that just Richard checking in from Thailand? <laughs> Went over for a weekend of debauchery The <laughs>
2: well, typhoon hit me pretty
4: hard <laughs> Perfect So I'm not here next month uh, My Cartridge Club friends uh, In my place will be the um, Enigmatic J-Rock Game rocker he, uh, He's going to be trying to be P1 So uh, we've had Kevin fill in as me He did a fantastic job so, I expect J Rocks will be just a little bit less. <laughs> <laughs> Dean did a great job, uh, too. We had Dean, too. That's right. Yeah, Dean, Dean did it as well. Yeah. yeah. Rambach's oh, yeah, are next. Yes. <laughs> I, huh. um, I missed a lot. That hurts. I guess P2 is the soul of the Crackage Club. He can't miss an episode.
5: I have <laughs> a, a Fave 5 numbers on my cell phone. So, I have five numbers that I can call unlimited um i can't fill it it's depressing <laughs> But i have the club yeah uh, seriously it's five. my ex- cell phone ex- i'm extremely our mother's host phone,
4: our mother's cell phone <laughs> yep two of them are his mom. fiance's cell phone and the fifth one is just open
5: yeah I'm thinking about putting j-rock on for next month but yeah um i i, I really should say that the, the reason why we wanted to create this club is is uh, to branch out we don't have that many people around here that are into the same kind of things that we are now this club really is our friends and uh, and as introverted as i am thank god for p1 because i would have never actually done anything to create a youtube channel or let alone a podcast in a club so thank you p1 it is really all because of you um yeah that now i can actually say that i have some uh some friends some people to talk to so i'm gonna miss you while you're gone man
4: yeah, I'll be uh, sporadically on Twitter and I'll email and stuff like that. So.
5: Right on, right on.
4: Um, but yeah, and two we yeah, two years. Yeah, two years. Here's the two more. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what? don't what you tell me about what we're playing next month? I'm going to play it there.
5: Oh, uh, we are playing Ghosts and Goblins next month. Or, nope. or Ghouls and Ghosts. Yep. Um, really, I don't care which version. I think they're all kind of similar. Um, I thought it was
4: Super Ghouls and Ghosts.
5: Super Ghouls and Ghosts, sure. We'll say that that's the the one I'm going to be playing. But I really, (laughs) I don't want people to feel like they have to play that version. Um, Play any (laughs) of them. They're all really hard. They're all really good. Um, But you can get it on the PSP, so you could play it on on the boat.
4: um, I'm taking my Super Nintendo version. I have a Super Nintendo there.
5: Oh, perfect. But yeah, Yeah. that's the game we're going to be playing. Kind of a Halloween uh,
4: game. There was a challenge thrown up by uh, Ryan Gorman. uh, A Cartridge Club Underground Challenge. Um, and it's to beat both, uh, was it Ghosts and Ghouls, or Ghouls and Ghosts? Yeah. Ghouls the, and Ghosts on the Genesis. Make it,
2: the Genesis and the Super Nintendo versions. Right. Yeah, right. so
4: beat them both is the challenge. So P2, if you want, I'll bring over my Genesis version. You can beat them both. I will
5: try my best. <laughs> <laughs> no
4: guarantees. Cool. All right, folks.
0: Both, so I, I'm definitely going to give that a try.
4: Yeah, yeah, it should be fun. i uh, I'm sure P2 will have no problem with it. He's currently breezing his way through another series that was supposed to be difficult. I am not breezing my way through that. Uh, would you say it took 30 minutes to beat the first one?
5: I did not beat it yet. I haven't beaten it yet. Okay. <laughs> okay you beat it in 30 minutes? you got to wait and see. Oh, okay, okay.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
5: you we got to it yeah. at that.
4: Um, perfect. All right, folks, that's it. So uh, I'm going to turn it over to our guests, and they're going to take us away. We are. Yeah, you get it when he um, has to say something for an ending. That's how the show works.
2: burn Burnout Three.
4: <laughs> to, end the, to end the show, like, <clears throat> uh, we don't we don't script an ending with our guests to be creative. We got to come up with an ending. That's you, yeah, okay. as one of the three guests.
2: When did you start that?
4: Uh, I think that was the first episode.
5: Two, two years ago. Yeah. <laughs> I guess in I haven't fact-
4: been an
5: episode in a while.
4: You've actually come up with endings on shows before. Uh, and in the one when you hosted, you said the line that I just said.
0: Uh, I'm just a son of a bitch. What can I say? <laughs>